Fly ball, left field, it's deep. And it is Hey guys, and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast, episode number 10. That's right, it's earlier than usual, but the Phillies won. What an occasion to do it on for the first time in over a week. The Phillies won. Yes. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly and celebrate it and be jubilant over it um, because it's been a long, long time. Uh, but as ever, I am joined by Ryan from uh, www.roadstricks.com. Ryan, how are you, mate? Good weekend? Uh, yeah, I had a top weekend. My uh, my dad got married on Saturday. Awesome. So that was a really nice day. And uh, what we do? We sort of had a bit of a touristy day in Blackpool. Now, don't laugh. I, I don't laugh because obviously Blackpool isn't the greatest town in England. But um, my brother has his girlfriend over from California. So we went and up took to Blackpool. Blackpool. Yeah, well, she's here, mate. So we thought, let's take her up the Blackpool Tower, get her a stick of rock. You know, we, we you know, <laughs> do the Blackpool dungeons and all that doing, stuff. So yeah, doing it proper, doing it proper, Ryan. Yeah, exactly, mate. So uh, other than the, the baseball, it was good weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's better than my weekend. I was gardening all weekend. Welcome to married life. Gardening's got to be done, mate. It's got to be done. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, luckily, the weather was uh, was the best it's been all summer. Um, so this is um, this is going to be a bit of a special one. We're going to cut it in half, this one. We're going to look back at the weekend. It's got to be done. But it ends on a good night after last night's result. And then the second half, of course, it's a huge, huge weekend for MLB and baseball in this in this country, in the UK, and we're going to be looking ahead to the London series. Not so much reflecting on the game itself, because I can't stand either team, and nor can many Phillies fans, but just the impact that this weekend's going to have on MLB and baseball in the UK, and the excitement and the festivities all around it, and what everything means. We'll touch on the game, but uh, it's more about the legacy of what, what this means to the, the fans in the UK, and what this could do for baseball over here. Uh, we'll also get into, we'll be joined by Pete Pratt from uh, Marlins UK, who I was hoping, uh, I was hoping, to, <laughs> hoping we were going to beat the Marlins on the weekend. It's going to be a, a joyful discussion, but we'll quickly glance over that. Uh, and also we'll be joined by George from UK Astros and Jack from uh, UK Yankees, who are also, along with me, part of the UK uh, MLB UK community. And uh, again, we'll be having a good chat about what's up and coming this weekend. But first, Ryan... Let's get it out of the way. The Marlins series, after our chat with Alex Carr last week, I was so invigorated. Like, I was so ready for that Marlins series. And, uh, and crash. Lost the first game 2-1. Uh, it, just, it just got worse, you know. The Friday game, fair enough. 5-3 on Saturday. 6-4 on Sunday. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, the Miami Marlins are proving now that they have, at the very least, got some very interesting young pitching. And unfortunately for us, that young pitching uh, sort of took its toll on a Phillies offense, which, as we mentioned the other day, is is toiling. And that and that's the big disappointment, isn't it, Dave? Because, you know, yeah. we, we're the very least expect. I know we've got McCutcheon out and... Uh, you know, really, that in terms of big names on the offense, there's only really McCutcheon missing. So you can't expect one sort of injury to what was supposed to be a sort of top tier major league offense to just completely derail. And and it, you know, it has derailed over the last week or so, hasn't it? Yeah, and weird enough, it's actually been Harper who's really got it, started to get it going. You know, he's had a couple of home runs over the over the last four days now. He's getting the doubles in. The RBIs are quickly ranking up. Hoskins also. It's funny now, Hoskins and Harper are getting hot, but everybody else has gone a bit cold over that weekend series. Um, Saturday was really frustrating because Vince Velasquez threw an absolute gem five innings. Uh, and his pitch count was still relatively low, which 
it's a bit frustrating because Gabe said before the game, oh, we're going to throw him in and he's going to try and earn his starter place back. Well, his pitch count was good after five innings. Why don't you leave him in there and... And because he was on fire, you know, he's had at least an inning in him, but um, that was a little bit frustrating. Uh, Nicasiel came in. Nicasiel, I tell you what, hands up. I gave this man a lot of stick at the start of the year, but his ERA is now nearly under four, and he's going along nice, quietly going along nicely, while the rest of the bullpen is uh, hasn't has been very inconsistent. Nicasiel has been one of the more consistent relievers of late. And then Adam Morgan, the return of Morgan came in, and that's when it all went wrong. The blown save from Ramos. Morgan, first game back from injury, three earned runs against him. Uh, three, uh, two hits, three earned runs, one walk. Uh, it was a shame, wasn't it? Do you think Morgan was the right man to bring in that situation, though? It, it, the whole bullpen situation has been tough, and, uh, you know... I don't like to make excuses for people, but obviously when you're coming back from injury, it's tough. And also, Gabe's only got so many guys now that he can go to. I mean, I just look at this bullpen now with with Nishek having gone back onto the uh, IL again or DL or whatever it is these days. Um, you know, Ranger Suarez is in the bullpen. Um, Fernando Salas has come up into this bullpen. Morgan's obviously coming back from injury. Um J.D. Hammer and Edgar Garcia didn't start the season in this bullpen. So there's, there's actually only three or four guys that were sort of nailed on at the start of the season. And it is a bit, it's a bit makeshift, isn't it? And when you've only got so many options, he was going to have to choose Morgan at some point to come back from injury and just wasn't the right time <laughs> with yeah. hindsight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in hind- yeah, hindsight is such a wonderful thing. But I was a bit disappointed because obviously Morgan has been such a big part of this bullpen an important part, uh, they've sort of rushed him back in. Uh, and you can see why with the player that he's been for the bullpen, but um, maybe that was the wrong time to bring Morgan in. But then if it had gone the other way, of course, and he struck out the side and we'd still had the lead, it would have been completely different. So that, that's the way it goes. That, that's baseball. Um, the Sunday game, De La Santos. Now, Ryan, you yourself was wondering and questioning why haven't they put the guy in yet? And uh, he got his chance, and, and he was beaten up. Seven hits, four own runs, three walks, just two strikeouts, one long ball against him. Uh, against the Marlins' offense, which it's more pitching the Marlins are good at more than the offense, but my word, De Los Santos got, uh, got beaten up. Yeah, he did, but I stand by everything I said. I think he's a, he's a good prospect. Um, I know what Alex was saying about him not maybe having enough, enough pitches to survive. He was saying three pitches, um, two of which he said were sort of top quality and one less so. Um, I stand by what I said. He's doing really good work at AAA. Um, 1.15 whip with over 11k per nine. I'm not saying this is an elite pitching prospect, but... You know, maybe Alex is right. He might turn into sort of a long relief, uh, middle relief option um, in the long run. Um, I can see why they went to him when they did, because that's exactly... Well, they had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, that's what I would have done. Um, but it's weird that the, the starting rotation now is Nola, Vince, Eflin, Arietta, and Pavetta, which is the exact starting rotation that we started the year with. And for all the the turmoil and for all of the... You know, yeah. sort of who's going to pitch on Saturday, who's going to pitch on Sunday, injury here, Pavetta going down, Eflin on the IL, and all of a sudden we're back to the same five guys. So, I, and I also just to touch on what you said about Vince there, Dave, feels to me like maybe he just thought, do you know what, for his confidence, that's five really good innings, and I'm not going to risk him getting blown up in the sixth here. And I know the okay. game didn't work out, but it just feels to me like maybe it was a bit of a. Thanks very much, Vince. That's a great start. We'll see where we go in the next one, and maybe you can do six innings. You know, that's uh, yeah. I suppose looking at it, you know, Nicasio came and held. In fact, yeah, it wasn't until Morgan. I think if we had won that game, we would looked at it a bit different, wouldn't we? But uh, five strikeouts as well for Vince in that in that game. Just hit for the one long ball. Uh, He's had his role really messed around with, hasn't he, Dave? I mean, you think Vince? I mean, you've basically been told. A few weeks ago, that you they don't view you as a starter anymore. You but you've been pointing to long relief, and mm-hmm. then then you get told that actually we need you as a setup man. We're going to use you in the eighth inning, and you're going to be the new uh, the new go to guy because we've got a few injuries. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you get told, well, actually, we need you as a starter again, mate. 
like we've got no one left. So I, from his as a personal point of view, it, this one may not have been there may not be much of an option for Gabe and the staff, but it feels like maybe he is a little bit all over the place, like in terms of am I getting stretched out right now? Am I going a hundred pitches? Am I going yeah, twenty pitches? Yeah. Like what am I doing? Like I think you're right actually because as a player, the most the thing you want is stability to be able to focus purely on your game and know your role. And and Vince, as you said, has been everywhere. Look, mid relief, long relief, ball end of bullpen, starter, uh, opener. You know, he's been put in all the roles to, just to start the season. And it must be, yeah, you're right, in terms of get his head straight, he doesn't even know where where he's going to be going into a series. You know, am I going to be used as a bullpen piece or a reliever piece or a, a, an opener starter? So hopefully, let's stick with this. Let's make Vince the starter. We know we're going to get five innings out of him, maybe six. Um, but then with the bullpen pieces coming back, we should have the backup behind him to, to see it out. And if we can just do that one day in five, that should be okay. That should be fine, especially with the bullpen nowadays that, and some of the reliever arms that can keep going and going. We get back to full strength in the bullpen, letting Vince have the five innings, if they're good five innings, and then bringing back up behind him shouldn't be too much of a bad thing. Um, the one thing I, I couldn't believe, I just topped everything off on that Saturday game, was uh, Castillo coming in and getting his first hit in 10 years. It was like, fair play to Castillo. It was a nice moment for baseball, but like, ah, no, come on, Phil's. Really, but uh, the Marlins, and to be fair to the Marlins, they deserved it. You've got to say, Ryan, yeah. you can't knock the Marlins. They did a, they came to the Philadelphia and kicked us while we were down, and credit I, to the Marlins. I think I mentioned to uh, Pete Pratt, who runs the Miami UK Yeah, he a bit, yeah. Um, I, th- I mentioned to Pete that, you know, I, I play in this NL-only fantasy league and that that basically means that while i do have a pretty in-depth knowledge of all the major league teams the the 15 that are in the national league it it's a, a bit of a silly level really sort of geeky sort of do you ever go out do you ever spend time with your <laughs> fiance oh, that kind of thing. like so miami are interesting and i i'm not happy for them i wish they'd got swept by us but there's something about that club at the moment where with everything that happened in recent years particularly with Jose Fernandez, which was an absolute tragedy um, for, for the ball club. It's nice to see that they have got all of this talent. And I think the offense obviously needs some help. But I'll tell you what, that front office is probably thinking now, we spend a bit of money in, in the winter and get some um, offense and some big power hitters perhaps in the bulk of the lineup. There's no reason that with these young pitchers and some interesting bullpen arms as well, Guerrero, Anderson, these sort of guys, this could be a club that's an NL East contender before too long, you know? Well, I think I think they're certainly in range. The Mets are in their eyeline in their range because they're just going to, they're crumbling. Well, the Mets have done something silly. What the Marlins shouldn't do is go and pay Robinson Cano eighty million pounds, even though he's ready for his, you know, walking stick and needs to yeah. use the elevator. Like, I mean, it's just ludicrous. And I don't know what the Mets are thinking. They got Cespedes and Cano on crutches, and they're paying them about three hundred million. I don't know. I don't even know how much it is. There was a. They were. They were saying that. Oh, what was the stat about the Marlins starting rotation, the RA, which was something brilliant for them uh, something like the third best uh, ERA wrote it. I'm going to start this again see I'm not good with stats, stats is not my forte but I read on Twitter that they had the, the rotation had the third best ERA in the MLB listen right now Dave Pablo Lopez is on the IL he's had a great year so far Caleb Smith on the IL Okay, that's Coming a guy back that, for our series that was the that's their number one start of this season. Okay, he he's been on fire. And to be fair to Jose Urena, who I don't advise owning in any fantasy format, he was doing pretty well too. Now, considering that the five names that they've currently got in the rotation are also very interesting. That's Trevor Richards, Zach Gallen, Alcantara, Elisa Hernandez, who's pretty interesting, and Jordan Yamamoto, who who definitely him and Gallen. 
they could be, mm. you know, you watch out for Gallon and Yamamoto. So considering there's three top guys on the injured list, and this is turning into a bit of a Marlins podcast, so Pete's going to be yeah. loving this. Yeah. But considering, yeah. considering they're on the injured list, that rotation's tasty. And this is what I'm talking about. Right. That's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got Pete coming on a bit as well. Um, so, yeah, it couldn't get... I'm trying to make us feel better, Dave. I'm trying to say no, you're right, Marlins you're right. are amazing. Yeah. That's why Please they swept us. That, Marlins. <laughs> How they're not top of the NL is, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. We were, yeah. it, it got pretty much rock bottom after that weekend. I felt so low. Like, my, my Phillies mojo had just gone. But then, overnight, going into... Well, last night, as it was for us, going to this Mets game. Good news. Clentac came out and, and put it straight. Kapler and the coaching staff, and nobody's getting sacked. No one's going anywhere. We're seeing this fruit in the season. I think that's good. I think let's get it out there. So stop all that uncertainty. Let's, I think let's it sounds that. like someone's getting sacked, if you want me to be sceptical, if I'm well, honest. Well, this, is, this, is, this is a classic. Who, who this is just a, for, the, for the American fans listening, this is a classic. Uh, baptism of fire for a manager which usually <laughs> results in a sacking usually in, in football over here if a chairman or an owner gives the manager uh, their backing it, it always nine times out of ten results in the manager getting sacked a month later it's the a classic curse vote of no confidence vote of no confidence it's a, it's a classic curse over here <laughs> so uh, when I saw it I, I instantly thought well kappa has gone in a month um but uh, it, it's certainly stability, and it nips all that talk in the bud of, of oh, Kapler, will he get sacked, will he, when he gets sacked. So, uh, I suppose for Kapler as well, that's nice to hear. He's been backed openly in the press. And then we had, the, the, we had J-Roll in the commentary box. Man, he brings some energy in that. I was listening to the first, well, I watched the first three innings, and J- Jimmy Rollins, man, he, he brings the energy in that box. I was loving it. We had, we had Brad Miller's bamboo. <laughs> Brilliant. Brad Miller for a good look, bamboo charm in his locker room. I bet they all have the bamboo today. I am. I'm gonna if this works, I'm gonna have to get some bamboo and putting it all around the house. We need to change the cover photo on the Facebook group according to some know, of the guys every, there. Everybody <laughs> I know. Everybody wants me to change the uh, the cover <laughs> photo to some bamboo. If we if we do win it. the series <laughs> If we win the series, I'll do it. <laughs> and and my, my wife is going to come home to a house full of bamboo as well <laughs> and then what else we had we had um, the, the Phils change their, their, their Twitter handle to a, a picture to a clover um, Reese Hoskins had a haircut <laughs> you know it was just something different everybody was trying to pick things up everybody we, and the curveball the curve machine yes it was brilliant what a stroke of genius who knew you know, the fair play of the Phils. They mixed it up. The players are on board with this. This whole bring in this lucky charms, bring in something different. You know, Hart and O'Hara said the day earlier that he's not going to do the curveball machine. It's not for him. But it works. Segura hit a home run. Hoskins hit a home run. And they were both off curveballs. Uh, we completely blew Matt's up. And I loved I was all there for it. What a comeback. The game was crazy. I think this game has set the tone for the series. He just had that feeling before this series that this is going to be a crazy series. The Mets have got their many, many problems. We've been on a bad slump. We both met. And my God, game one exploded. 13-7, the Phillies got back. Hoskins, two home runs. Segura back with a home run. Franco, Michael Franco home run. Alex is right, and I. The more I think about where Alex Carr said, just play him at third base every day. He will come. He will have his good games for us. He is the best option we've got until Alex Boom gets here, uh, and I'm all aboard that now. Uh, Bruce also another home run. And the, the pitching, and that was on the back of bailing Effling out because Effling got hit eleven hits against Effling, six earned runs just a four strikeout. His worst performance of the season so far, but the offense backed him up. What a game, Ryan. Yeah, fantastic. Just just great to see, really fun all of a sudden. And uh, what's really interesting is that the Phillies need to try and take this momentum into these next few days because um, Walker Lockett 
who I mean, I'm not being awful, not on my radar at all. So if, if he's not on my radar, ERA then we're, then we're, 23, we're struggling. 23 ERA. I think I don't know what sample yeah. size that is. Well, I'll tell you what sample. Like two point one innings is is sample size. Dave. So <laughs> so we maybe won't quote that. But what we will quote, mate, is he doesn't. His minor league resume is not fantastic. The whip's nearly at 1.3 throughout his minor league career, and he doesn't really strike a lot of guys out. Okay. We followed follow that up with a matchup against Jason Vargas, and Vargas can be effective, but he's an aging pitcher who who isn't um, someone that should be feared necessarily. In and the he, same was in way that, some and he, of he had that bust-up against him, wasn't he, in the dressing room? He was involved in that dressing room bust-up. Correct. So that could be an interesting one. And I know we've got three more games. Uh, there's another one, which is Nola Wheeler. and Zach Wheeler. So that'll be an interesting game. But these next three games, the Phillies need to keep the offensive momentum going. And there shouldn't be a better opportunity than a matchup tonight against Walker Lockett. If you wake up in the morning, you're not watching tonight, you wake up in the morning as a UK fan and you see a number of runs below five, I think you should be disappointed is what I'm saying. <laughs> It's funny because the Mets offensively, it is, it was a proper offensive slug out yesterday. As and that's how the Mets are going because they've got bullpen and pitching problems galore. That's just on the field, let alone what the problems they've got off the field. But it was great to see the Phillies go because the Phillies are pegged back. I think two, three times. I went to bed after the third, and with the Mets had pulled it back and. But the Phillies didn't get their heads down. They kept grinding. Kingery, another free hit for, for Scotty K. Like, what, this, this guy doesn't stop, does he? He is now relentless at the plate. And, and now at leadoff, I think that's a great position for Scotty. I'm absolutely, like, in awe of this guy because everything that I'm sort of told about Major League hitting seems to be been spat in the face at by this man who who doesn't walk he just literally doesn't take walks and to me that is a huge red flag and I know that Alex likes his contact rates and I'll need to do a bit more digging into that and I'm sure he's right but it doesn't really you know if I if I see a K rate like this there's a big red flag and I'm saying get ready because this can't last but this man seems to be defying logic there's something about him the power's definitely there there's some speed there as well and he is so fun to watch he has to be said he really is and he's got he's always smiling he's got a bit of a swagger about him as well his average is uh although it's not official yet is he? he hasn't played enough games for it to be official but it's it's three point uh, well it's three 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 nine home runs twenty three RBIs four stolen bases, um, yeah and I think the leadoff spot makes a lot of sense for Scotty Kingery, and then behind him Segura four hits last night for Gene Segura this man is well and truly back that slump is gone he homered in the uh, well he homered last night um, he was bouncing back into the Marlins uh, average up to two point seven seven. Great to see him back. Two RBIs last night. Bryce Harper. Boom. Back. Another home run. That's two and four for Harper. Another two hits. His average is creeping up as well. I know we don't look at average with Bryce Harper, but his on-base percentage is good. His average is creeping up, which is a bonus, getting on base in different ways. Uh, Hoskins, he's on fire again, isn't he, Reese Hoskins? This is exactly what we say. Bit of a streaky player, Reese, but when he gets that one home run at the end of a bad stint, he then keeps hitting and that and keeps hitting home runs, and that's what he's doing now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they're they're the they're the best offensive players on this team. There's no doubt about it. They take their walks. They've got great on base percentages, and they've got power. We. I think there's something, again, that Alex said last week was we have been a bit unlucky in that some of these guys just don't seem to have got hot at the same time. And it just feels like if we can just get a little, that little spark from Kingbury mm. and that can come at the same time as Hoskins and Harper and maybe Segura and Cesar can get back involved as well. But even just three or four, three or four at the same time, close up in the lineup together, and we we should see better things. It feels like there's been an element of bad luck in all of this. And maybe I'm just a positive sort of guy and people at home are going, oh, no, he's like crazy. Like, what's wrong with him? Because I have heard this week, Dave, to be fair, that the levels of anger and frustration have started to boil over amongst some people. Let's be fair. that mm. You know, maybe our tone is different to 
the tone of a lot of this fan base right now because well, it feels I, like they I, want. I think it's easier for us, Ryan, because I think where we're sort of cut away from it over here, we don't get it like the games for us at nighttime. So we we wake up towards in the morning and um, where we've had a night's sleep, we look at this, we look at the, we look at the highlights. We we don't sort of get caught up in all the euphoria of the of what happens directly after the game. Um, I try and stay rash. I try and keep my rash. Like I can't if we've lost like the weekend. I can't tweet for a good hour after because it's going to be rash feelings. I don't want to get rash feelings and negativity out there. I, I take a step back. It takes about an hour to go through these. What's going on? Let all the rash feelings out and then look at it in different ways. Try and find the positives. And over the weekend, they're really I couldn't hardly find any, which is rare for me. Um, but I've tried to distance myself from the rash talk of, uh, and I put it out there on Twitter that, that you know where do people stand with Gabe and the management? Trying to get not rash opinions of people. I'll, I'll try and get some up on screen now, but realistic people like give me a reason. Like I saw a lot of Clentac has to go, which is why I put the tweet right. out saying. Why Klentak? Because to me, Klentak has 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 got here a great team. He's 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 got, okay. The pitching, I still think there's a pitch to come. There's a final piece for this year to come, and it's going to be a good arm. It's going to be a good a good. I, I think a starter as well. I think a starter is in the way, but I don't know what else Klentak could could really could really do. You know, you know, it feels to me, Dave, like as in any sport and it's natural we want our teams to win and when they don't we do look to to assert blame and we're usually looking to one we want one person and sometimes we'll say oh it's a mix maybe it's a mix of Klentak and a mix of Gabe and okay mix of the owner or whatever okay but what I want to say about Gabe is I have to be honest it feels to me like and this might be slightly unfair it feels to me like the likelihood is that eventually this relationship between the Phillies and Gabe is going to come to an end because he is a little bit a little bit out there. He's been mm. quite vocal with the fact that he's different. Um, and I personally don't have a problem with different and with um, new thinking. And even if some people think it's extreme, but it feels to me like this relationship's been fractured from the start. It, you, you do... I want him to succeed. I want him to win a World Series here. I'm mm. a Phillies fan, and I, you know, I want him to do that this season. Yeah, same. And, I, I will back if, any manager. <laughs> if he does, that'll be me delighted, Dave, and you as well, and everyone Absolutely. in Philly. But it just... It feels to me like this isn't necessarily a match made in heaven right now, and I, I don't see that... I'm not talking about me now. I'm talking about the wider fan base. It feels to me like maybe this is just a bit... There's too many differences here. Well, he got a standing ovation and a rapturous applause when he got ejected uh, in the Marlins series. And, and uh, Anger always goes down well in Philly. It does. It's like, but it, it's relatable. <laughs> and for me, I loved it because it showed a different side of game we haven't seen yet. It's that passion. It's that anger. And he was right. It was a ridiculous call on Scott Kingery. Uh, I also feel, and a couple of others brought this up on Twitter as well, that I wonder if that was his frustrations as well of how things are going, all boiling out then as well. Because he's under a lot of pressure. He knows the fans are on his back. You know, when I was in, when I was over in Philly, you know, we were even the games we won, you could still hear people shouting from the crowd, oh, Gabe, you should have done that. And, oh, why wasn't so-and-so thrown in the game there from the bullpen? And he was he was still getting berated by I wouldn't say one or two but quite a few different pockets of of fans, even when we were winning. I'm like this this guy is never gonna you know I, I I'm not gonna lie over the weekend I my my backing for Gabe was waning at times. I'm thinking, is this gonna work? Um, but then I think back and think look, if Clentac backs him, I I trust Clentac and I I do like Gabe as a person and as a coach. I, he, he's still a rookie as well, isn't he? He's still early into a year and a half into management as well. I mean, managers in any sport can't actually control outcome. What what they can control, and it's important in life, is you can control process. You can't control outcome. You know, when people start, mm. you get frustrated if you if you. The manager cannot literally guarantee that there's going to be so many wins in a season. But one thing that's interesting to me, Dave, is do you feel as though there's been a bit of an 
error made in how he's dealt with players like Gene Segura? Do do you think there should have been a bigger statement against lack of hustle and things like that? Or does that seem a bit soft to you, his approach to that? Without knowing what he said in in, in the in the in the dressing room, I, I I don't know. He may he may have had a stern word. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he, I'm surprised to still see him in the lineup. Yes, um, but he did drop him down. He dropped him down to what six or seven lineup after that game. Mm-hmm. But you just don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Maybe that fiery side we saw when Gabe got ejected. It, he he does show that in the in the, in the locker room. We, we we don't know. You know, I I have no idea. I, I try and stay away from that things when people go, oh, Gabe should have this and that, because he actually may well have done. We we don't know. It's true. Um, not necessarily have to get him to dress up as a clown and parade around the bases or anything to punish him. You know, I, I agree with you. It doesn't have to be a public show of um, sort of like punishment. And, and it's an interesting thing because this is still a sort of manager-employee relationship and you do that sort of thing and you can lose even more respect from a player. So you're quite right. It may have been a private dealing if if there was anything that he felt was to deal with. You know, it's interesting. I'm interested by the whole thing. I just hope... I'd like him to, to succeed. I, and then I, I feel for anyone that comes into something with new ideas and just gets immediately berated. Um, well, the, the very know. first series of his last year, you know, where he made that rookie mistake with the bullpen. And then, you know, we were, we were beating the first series and it just felt from then, it's like he was in the back foot straight away. It, the one doubt I do have is over the, the, the off the hitting coaches. Marley and Co. Because I don't know. I think some of the, the hitting is on them. Um, you know, Carlos Santana's gone away, and JP Crawford have gone away, and have become much better hitters since. Is that down to new scenery, or is that down to players are coming here and losing their edge because of the the hitting coaches? What What do you think? I've seen a lot of that on Twitter. I don't really know enough about the game and about how it works inside teams to know how much of the hitting coach has an influence on players at bats and stuff and, and declines in, in hitting. Well, I mean, Carlos Santana's having an all-worldy season, but his batting average is going to come down eventually. He's not a great contact hitter. Interestingly, he's walking at a very similar rate to the rate at which he was walking in Philly. He just got unlucky last season. So mm. I think the thing with sport is people aren't willing to accept how much luck is involved in any given time period in a sport. So sometimes people will say like, oh, well... Yeah, that that striker at Bradford's absolutely useless because he only <laughs> scored two goals this season. But last season he scored twenty. Well, there's a billion and one factors going into when a striker doesn't mean that all of a sudden necessarily yeah. that striker is a terrible player. You know, there is a lot of factors going into each period of performance. So Carlos Santana is a good example of someone who has the same skills now that he had last season, um, and I. I personally can't tell you whether he's a bit hotter now because of hitting coaches or not. But the truth is, you know, maybe there's a problem with our hitting coaches. I'm, I'm not saying your point's invalid. You, you know, you, you, that's a fine point to make. But he is the same person, you know, because he's hitting 220 last season, but 290 this season. People say, oh, he's he's way hotter. He yeah, yeah. He's walking at a very similar rate. He's striking out at a very similar rate and he has some power. That That is Carlos Santana and there is luck involved in all of that, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, before we wrap this half up, Ryan, I put out on Twitter uh, this afternoon, just to rattle his board at work and I was looking, thinking back with the Chase Utley, fantastic Chase Utley night on Friday and Jimmy Rollins was in the box last night and I was thinking that there were many many fans favorite players and I thought who's everyone's favorite Phillies player now if you had to go into the club shop today and get a name on the back of the shirt who it would be and I put Kingery, Hoskins, Harper and Nola as four options and left it out for many to add their favorite players it's because the poll's gone uh, pretty well 628 votes so far in just uh, three hours it's really close with the players listed Kingery's on 33 percent that's come down quite a bit, actually. Hoskins is up to 29. Harper, 28. Nola, only on 10%. JT Real Muto's got a lot of shout-outs in this as well. Uh, JD Hammer's got a shout-out. Jay Bruce has got a couple. McCutcheon's got a few as well, as suspected. Neris is getting some love, and I'm loving that. I just People... voted 
Have you just voted? Who do you, who do you, who is your favourite player, right? Who, who, who do you think I voted? I think for? I think you voted for Hoskins. Correct. Yeah, same as me. Same as me. I went Hoskins. <laughs> he's up to thirty percent, mate. <laughs> he's up to thirty. Oh, it changes as we speak. Yeah, it has it? just updated. He's catching. <laughs> Kingry had a ten percent lead, so that's that's coming down as we speak. Yeah, I put as I put on the on the thread. He was the first player since I've properly followed since we we, we drafted him. Um, his name initially caught my attention because it sounded Welsh. I was like, oh, Reese is he Welsh? He wasn't Welsh, but his, <laughs> his, his name was easy to remember and caught my caught my mind. And uh, it was fun watching him come through the the minors to his big league debut, where it three nights of watching full games of just wanting to see like Hoskins do it, get his first home run and come full circle. And hey, that uh, two or three weeks where he hit like. 20 homers was absolutely oh, like it was that, like every yeah. night it was getting silly it was like you were expecting it on the box score it, it was like it was like hitting mvp levels straight away wasn't it it was just <laughs> yeah. unbelievable and uh, and hoskins is such a nice guy as well I, I i think he's i think he comes across a little bit quiet a little bit just gets about his business but i think i reckon he has got a bit of a streak in him if needs be like that trot along the bases that two minute trot against the mets in the last series was just brilliant, you know. I I loved I loved that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I went for Hoskins. Kingery's not far behind again after following up through the minors. Kingery and Hoskins, of course, were were firing it in the in the minors at Double A when they were together, and it was Kingery's been fun to watch. Uh, I'm surprised Nolan's so uh, so far down. A fan's favorite last year. I mean, I know he's not having a good year this year, but uh, just a ten percent of the votes out of six hundred and twenty eight. I think it's probably indicative of people just preferring hitting to pitching as well. Like I know we have some very, there are some very popular pitchers in the majors, aren't there? Like Clayton Kershaw and uh, a few of those guys that have sort of become legends at their clubs, so they'll have a mm. lot of jerseys sold. But I'll bet if you check the sort of most popular jerseys sold in the majors, the vast majority of them are the big hitters and probably oh, mainly man. the sluggers. So yeah, yeah. All right, Ryan. Well, let's hope. That uh, we can we can continue this offensive hot streak and uh, and get another <laughs> victory against the Mets tonight. It's one is... game. <laughs> I love that that's a hot streak. <laughs> it's like, know, Deborah, we're know. taking that as a hot streak, mate. Thirteen. Yeah, runs. we're on fire. <laughs> uh, Ariata, who was very good uh, in his last outing against Lockett. Yeah, come on, we've got to hit the Mets while they're down because this is the spark we need. Oh, uh, Pavetta versus Vargas, and then Wheeler versus No. Then we go. Back to the Marlins, uh, which we'll discuss very shortly with Pete, who'll be joining us any minute. But Ryan, you've got to leave us, buddy. Any final thoughts from you for the week ahead? Um, any last thoughts? My thoughts are, you know, the Phillies need a good week, and I, I, I'm worried. I, I'm worried about the offense. I... Oh no, he's he's he stopped again uh, on a on a on a sour note. Ryan, we can't end like this. We can't end on you worrying about the offense. Ryan. We get it. Oh, <laughs> what's going on here? Are oh, you back now? It ended as you were saying you were worrying about the offense, which was a horrible note to end on. Well, I'm worried, mate, but I, I'm also hopeful is what I'm saying. I, we're above 500. We're still above 500. We're in with a shot at this wild card. We can still catch the Braves. There is positivity there. You can have a cold streak. You can also have a hot streak. Perfect. Ryan, perfect. Enjoy uh, the weekend. I don't think I'm going to be able to catch up with you over the weekend. Uh, I don't think our paths are going to cross in London, unfortunately. No. But, but uh, Ryan, have a fantastic time. We will talk next week after sweeping the Mets and the Marlins and back at the top of the NL East. Cheers, buddy. Ring the Ring bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. All right, so part two. And I am joined by Pete Pratt from UK Marlins. How you doing, Pete? Uh, Excellent day, thanks, mate. That's Excellent. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I am joined by George, who is part of UK Astros and of Hi, course MLB yeah. UK community. How are you, buddy? Very good. Thanks for inviting me on. And I'm joined by Jack, who is uh, beyond excited about the prospect this weekend from UK Yankees and also MLB UK community. Jack, how are you, mate? I'm fine, mate. Thank you. Thank, thanks for having me on. You know, it's nice, a, nice of you to think of us. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure, mate. Oh, you can come back. <laughs> um, we will quickly get to what's happening this weekend because it is a huge, huge 
weekend for baseball in the UK. But while I've got you on, Pete, um, I asked you to come on last week thinking a little bit cockily that we would have uh, maybe swept you with the weekend just gone, at least a series win. Um, however, as people would have heard just before this, me and Ryan have come to the conclusion that you probably have the best team in baseball at the moment and uh, losing to you was no disgrace. That's how we've covered it up. But uh, for you guys, you can wow, that was incredible. What a weekend. Yeah, I I agree, mate. It's uh, well, if you listen back to our pods from last week, actually, on uh, Fish Across the Pond, you're confident, there was at least you? one of us that, that was predicting the, the series sweep. Mm-hmm. No names, but I've got a smile on my face. So mm-hmm. uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't I... too left field. Um, I knew going into the series, you guys were, were struggling a bit anyway. A lot, and yeah. We've definitely turned a corner the last month or so. The rotation's been legit, but... Oh, absolutely, been... mate. Is it, what, the third, fourth best in MLB? Exactly, which I think is above our expectations, but nonetheless, it's fun. Um, and actually, it's a new-look rotation with a few guys going down, and, you know, it's, it's created opportunities for them, some mm. of the other younger guys. So we're absolutely stacked with arms, which we've never said before in, in Miami, that's for sure. And you've got Caleb Smith coming back and potentially back for our series uh, this weekend coming, in fact, which uh, yeah. mm, hopefully with, the, with last night's uh, offensive wake-up, we, we, can, we can give you a closer game. But Urena <laughs> going down was a bit of a blessing in disguise for you guys, wasn't it? Uh, in some ways, equally, I think we were looking to trade him as one of the trade options we maybe had um, at the deadline. It, on the 60-day now, he's gonna, it's probably not going to happen to trade Arania away. So, you know, it's it's all good. It does create opportunity. We've seen, you know, you guys saw Yamamoto and um, Hernandez. Uh, Gallon's also come up. So it's three new mm. guys in there. You know, average age is about 23 in that rotation and currently sitting third best in MLB. So exciting times. The bats were absolutely ice cold for the first three months or whatever. We finally found a few guys to hit and all of a sudden we're winning some games. So Castillo, like, what a sh- Wow! First hit in ten years. So, well, what a what a hitting streak that is! Longest hitting streak in MLB, isn't it? Yeah. Ten ten years hitting streak, and he's still got it, and he's still got it. And then we've got you again this weekend. I'm hoping with the well, last night's series of Mets started off as we all hoped and expected. It's going to be a crazy series. We can at least win that series and then roll into Miami with a lot more confidence. I'm, I don't know what to predict anymore, Pete. I. I I don't know. You guys are, you guys are not a given. You know, as you showed last year when we played you, we, we struggled against you last season, and it's coming back to bite us again. Um, and hopefully, Pete, we'll have a beer and watch that game on Friday night if you're still up at midnight. Of course you are, Pete. I'll try my best. I, I have a, I have a long history, long checkered history of peaking too early in some of these uh, exciting occasions. So I need to switch <laughs> onto the Bud Lights. I get, I get too keen on the IPAs early, so. Bud Light for me, and I'll probably be there, mate. <laughs> Good man, Pete. Good man, Bud Light. A Yorkshireman saying he's going to be on the Bud Lights. Mm. Uh. <laughs> um, I, I tell you what, Pete, very quickly, you're only seven games back from the Mets, who are in absolute <laughs> collapse free fall. Do, do you reckon a fourth place in the East is possible? Well, I tell you what, if you guys, if you guys sweep them now this week, We've got the Nats now. We're starting against the Nats and we're right in their teeth of their rotation, actually. So it's going to be a tough test for us next few days. But let's say you sweep them. We win a few against the Nats and then we repeat the sweep against you boys. And the Nats uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot which podcast I was on for a minute then. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to answer your question, fourth place is not out of the equation. If we're totally honest, the, the Mets are absolutely blowing up at the moment in a in a bad way. The Marlins are ascending. So... Uh, who's to say we can't finish fourth in what, considering how we started, the feedback was this is the worst or possibly the worst team ever in the MLB history. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. We turned the corner for sure. So exciting times for us. Absolutely. And I, I'm going to wait for my Mets smack until the series is over because we won the first game, but <laughs> we're, we're both with two teams where anything could happen. And I wouldn't be surprised to see another high-scoring game tonight because Lockett's ERA is, what, 23-14 at the moment. Ariata's inconsistent. Mm. Um, but I, hopefully we can do you a favour. And I think if the Mets carry on collapsing, it's going to blow up and start again. They, they, they can't be far away now. Um, but, gentlemen, this weekend, the biggest weekend for, for baseball in the U. 
Okay, excitement levels are, are really, really rising on Twitter and on social media. It's, it's been fun already. We haven't even got started yet. It's going to be a festival of baseball. Um, Jack, starting with you first, UK at UK Yankees. Um, I can't imagine how I would be if the Phillies were coming to London to play a game. I think I'd be beside myself in, in excitement. Um, for you, as a, as a big Yankees fan that you are, Try and describe to us what this weekend means for you and how excited you are. You're going to be seeing your team in London. Well, that, that's, that's you've, you've, you've said it there in one sentence. I'm seeing my team in my capital city, and it's something that just hasn't still stung, sunk in. Like I was listening to Mike on um, the Batflips and Nerds podcast, and he was saying hasn't quite sunk in that his team's playing next year. Mm. The Cubs um, hasn't still sunk in that my team is playing in the matter of what four days in, I don't know how many more days away we are now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's still hasn't sunk in. I think they only really sinking once I'm in the stadium. And that first pitch is going down, and yeah, that, it's it's such a it's so it's just a matter you can't put it into words. You really can't. It's such a wild experience. I've, I've done so many things I never thought I'd do over the last couple of weeks, and it's it's only going to get better. It's only going to get better, and it's. I say it's not just about Yankees and Red Sox. It's about every single we wanted. Oh, yeah, oh, we don't commit to the NFL really. You go to an NFL game. There's you got say you got Patriots versus Jacksonville. You'll see Dallas Cowboy fans, Atlanta Falcons. You'll see Packer fans. You'll see everyone. I want to be like that. I want everyone to wear their jerseys, whether you're Yankees, whether you're Red Sox, yeah, Marlins, Phillies, Astros, whoever you are, wear it because it's it's, a, it's an MLB. Weekend. It's not just Yankees, Red Sox. It's, that's right. It's it's, MLB, it's, it's exactly. MLB in the limelight in the UK. Exactly. It's it's exactly. like our turn. Like I'm a baseball. I'm an NFL fan. I'm, a, I'm not going to say what fan I am because I lose half my fan base. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's I always wish like oh I'm a baseball fan more than I'm NFL. And I, every time the NFL comes over here, I'm like oh it's so cool to have this all for baseball. And and we've got it this weekend. There's so much going on. Uh, myself as well as Jack and George we're, we're part of the, the MLB UK community uh, we've got some great events on in in, uh, in London, in Belushi's but also in Leeds, Worcester, Glasgow Birmingham and no, Nottingham Nottingham, Nottingham yeah, <laughs> that was off the top of my head um, so it's been a mental week for us it's really exciting isn't it George the, the, not only that but stateside have really taken to this haven't they yeah they've latched on in some style, I mean uh as part of the group, we've been lucky to talk to uh, Craig Calcaterra from NBC Sports as the lead baseball writer there. Also, um, Anthony Castrovince from uh, MLB.com. And uh, I don't want to give any, anything away, but uh, as, you, as you know, we've got another special thing lined up for tomorrow, which is going to drop before the end of the week as well. So uh, keep that one under wraps. But yeah, something definitely to watch. And you're absolutely right. I mean, they, they, they have embraced this in a way which I was worried they might not, to be quite honest. They might think, you know, why are we coming over here? Do they really know anything about baseball? Is it actually going to be worth a while? They have, from a media perspective, they've dived headlong in, into it so far. And I can't wait to see the, um, the fans coming over. That's, I'm really excited to see the, 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 you know, the American-based Yankees and Red Sox fans coming here to sample and savour the atmosphere that we're going to put on for them, the show we're going to have for them. And I think that's, that's going to be an incredible kind of union of, of the British baseball fans with the American baseball fans and then add the European baseball fans into the mix and Absolutely. it's a cocktail for, for an incredible, as you said, festival of baseball. It is, because it's very, like, the, the, I think it's, I think you touched on it earlier on in an interview I saw where it's not big enough here to be have t- inter-team rivalries and stuff yet, is it? We're all still a community and we're all, we're all going for the same reason, to see baseball in London, for everyone to come together, there'll be no, there'll be no like tension. Like I know some big rivalry fans coming together, but there's nothing like that here, is there? Everyone is so excited for the same reason. That's to have baseball in London, in the UK. Yeah, I think um, I think you're absolutely right. I, I personally agree with that wholeheartedly. I know that for a fact that the Red Sox fans are, are because I think mainly because they're so established here, they are sort of more ready to embrace that that kind of heated aspect of the rivalry, which is fair enough. Is that, like I said, uh, I said it to um, Adam Perry on Twitter, on Twitter earlier, there's, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. But in terms of the general fan base, yeah, I think it's fantastic how we've got this community whereby we are all respectful. Obviously, there's banter, there's stuff that comes back and forth, but nothing beyond that. And I think it's great that we're able to, to, to kind of have that 
joint fan base that as a as a as a big community as a big family that we do uh, mm. and it's like you said if if when the game is more is more established here yeah of course i think we can probably accommodate more tribalism across the board and that's a good thing because it kind of increases the levels of passion across across the whole fan base but i think at the moment it's important to get new fans on and it's, that's it's not going to be conducive for that if we're sort of crushing them with sort of tribalist tribalism and and that sort of a yeah, attitude yeah, from absolutely. the get go Absolutely. I, I, about to bring on the, the new fans it's going to generate. It's going to be live mm. on BT. It's going to be live across the BBC. I think on the online and on BBC Free on the red button. Um, it, it's all it's in the papers. I didn't think I'd ever see it, but, you know, in the Metro, um, yeah. even the, I think the Daily Mail, the Telegraph or the Guardian, someone had an article about baseball, but it was about the Mets. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and the drama <laughs> over there, but it's still... Hey, it's something. We'll take it. We'll take no, it. Definitely. I think, if anything, that's that's actually almost even more interesting because that means they're starting to latch on to the rest of the sport. Uh, I think one, well, the first thing is we we don't quite know ourselves how what the atmosphere at the games is going to be like. Obviously, we, we hope it's going to be mm. incredible, and I'm sure it will be. But we, there's still that kind of X factor about that. But the bigger, the even bigger X factor is what's the impact going to be after the series? And the then legacy. I think the yeah, exactly. That's the right word, and I think um, the proof will be in the pudding. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but we won't really know that until you know August, September, and even the off season, and see how see how it kind of beds in in the lead up to the Cubs versus the Cardinals. Absolutely, I, I tell you what about you guys, but I can't wait just to meet fellow baseball fans, fellow Philly fans in the UK. You know, like you take it for granted, like you guys listening in America, that you've got your own team's fans around the corner from you when you go into the shop, when you go to work, when you go to school, you can chat about the baseball to, to, to fellow fans here, we, we can't do that you know, I can't go to work on a Monday morning which probably just as well last week, we've just had and, and <laughs> chat about the baseball and, and chat about what's what's coming up in London, but people are now asking me, you know, in work, people are asking me, I always see the baseball's coming over what's it all about, my friends are, are asking all about it, I can't wait to meet some fellow UK Phillies fans and hopefully uh, have some beers and celebrate uh, a, a Mets win and a, hopefully a good game against the Marlins. But same for you guys as well, like Pete, like do you, do you know many other UK Marlins fans? Yeah, interested to see how many there actually are. Um, <laughs> but there's, you know, there's a good cluster of guys I engage with on Twitter. There's obviously the, the guys who join me on the podcast, mm. although we've been podcasting weekly for three, four months now, we've, we've never actually met in person. So that's going to be a nice, a nice that's one. Really cool. there's, also, there's guys who are messaging me as well, who are Marlins based UK fans who are saying, Hey, where are you out on Saturday? Where are you oh, out? On so it's good. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to try and uh, definitely going to loop into the Belushi's, uh, you know, drinking sessions with you guys. Please Equally, do, I'm gonna try and, I'll try and get some Marlins guys uh, as a little cluster as well and uh, represent those boys. So it'd be good. Looking forward to meeting, uh, well, all the guys in similar positions to me. You know, the fan account guys. That's great. We we communicate mm, absolutely. So mm -hmm. We've actually never met that many. You know, we haven't met each other that often or at all. So that's going to be great. Plus, just wider baseball. I'm really intrigued to see who's in the stadium. Like, what type of fans are there? Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Me personally, I just. I hope it's a, su a success. We've got another game or another two games next year. Great. That's definitely in the books. But the reality is, like the NFL, we want this to become annual and for the MLB to commit to London. So Absolutely. we want it to work and we want to we want teams coming year after year because soon enough, the Marlins will be here. Pretty sure like they chop and change in the NFL. You'll get a chance to see your team. So, yeah, really excited. Absolutely. And um, I think it's well, a small bit of, his, of it coming back here is down to us as the fans to to not being that as you said George not being tribalism but welcoming fans from all over make it London the, the place to be people having a good time people having a good time themselves you know and it, it's about people new to the sport not being so patronizing or so oh, mm -hmm. you don't know you don't know what fly ball is. like I think there's gonna be so many newcomers this weekend I think we need to help the newcomers like show our passion that we have for the sport and why we have that passion and spread it to the new people who are getting into the sport, maybe watching it for the first time. Um, you know, let people who want to get into sport ask questions. That's how I got into the sport. I went to the Phillies game back in 2012, not knowing a thing. I asked so many questions and the poor woman next to me, like she was so patient. 
but that made me the fan I am now. And I think we can do that this weekend as fans ourselves. Absolutely right. I think um, I agree. I, th- I think it's definitely a case of asking questions. The, w- the one thing which slightly worried me from the article which came out this week was about that, mentioning about the in-stadium live announcer, which slightly sounds a little bit unusual. I mean, I'll, I'll reserve judgment till we hear it on, on the game mean? days. What, what do you mean? What do you mean There was an article by Marley Rivera which, which, um, which mentioned that um, during the games, came, I think it was out yesterday, which dur- during the games they're going to have a, a, an announcer in the stadium to um, help explain some things for some people who aren't perhaps as you know up to speed with with baseball well, on lingo. on the screens or at, well, an actual it, announcer as on the an speakers. actual announcer over the speakers as far as as far as uh, the article said, which hmm. is slightly strange. So I, that, I I'll reserve judgment till obviously till we're there. But aside from that, yeah, I think absolutely the, you know asking questions is the key to to learning more in both in life and in baseball. And I think it's it's definitely the way to go. I mean, no, everyone starts from point zero. You've got to remember. In this country, baseball is not ingrained within your, the kind of social psyche from from day one, the way that football is. So it, it, you're almost learning it as a second language, and in doing so, you approach it quite differently than you would as if you're learning it from as you know from four years old, five years old, and upwards. Mm. So you have to go through it a bit more sort of systematically and um, pick up things as you go, and until it becomes more natural. And I think you know after a period of time that happens. But let you know, it, it, like I said don't patronise people and don't don't kind of talk to them as if they're babies. The, the fact of the matter is if, if people enjoy what they're seeing, they'll ask questions and they'll want to know more. And, you know, like I said, we, we welcome people on uh, on board like that. In terms of um, our events, you know, the, the hashtag MLB Meetups UK events, every every single time we, we hold them, I can't emphasise enough. It's not just existing fans that are welcome. We want to bring on board everyone uh, from wherever they are. Young, old, you name it, uh, get them on board. So uh, I, I completely agree with that viewpoint. And and Jack, the game itself, the 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 Yankees. Excuse my American League ignorance. Let me just get these up on there. So you're fifty twenty at the moment. Uh, you've currently got an eight game lead over the Red Sox. Um, yeah. You, realistically, the game you're going to see Tanaka uh, Tanaka's uh, is pitching, isn't he? Yes, he's slated to do the uh, to pitch in the first game. Second game's a little bit up in the air, I've read. Um, there has been a few tweets that seem to say possibly Sabathia in the second game. CC, But um, I, Hap, Hap works in the rotation, follow the rotation, given the days. As a, works, as, but, as, a, as a fan, I, I suppose you'd take a win as it comes. As neutrals for us and hoping the sport takes off. We, 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 I want, I like, for me, I want an offensive blowout. I want a 2021, <laughs> you know, I want to see runs galore. Um, but Jack, for you, I suppose you'll, you'll take any, any sort of victory, wouldn't you? You'll take a bullpen game, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Or, uh, a pitching duel. Yeah, a pitching duel. <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's the, the, di- the dimensions of the ground lend itself to be a, quite a home run friendly. That should as, suit your guys. Yeah. So, and obviously we've got Stanton, Judge, Sanchez, Torres, you got. Um, I've never heard of him, mate. Anyone <laughs> can hit home runs. So yeah, it's, it's I've got Encarnacion, the leader in home runs in the AL. So uh, yeah, you got obviously on, on the Red Sox side, you got Martinez, you got Bogarts hitting home Mookie. runs, Tendi, Mookie, yeah. So I would be very surprised if it's a sort of one-one, well-pitched game going into the eighth inning, say. But um, yeah, it's obviously I want a two-nil. Two nils. I've, I've had this debate many times. Is a, can you have a sweep of a two game series? Yeah, go on, call it. Yeah, well, hey, we, on, we, we claim it, mate. A two game <laughs> sweep, I'll take that. Um, but obviously, I'm guessing from the neutral to be a one-one draw would be probably the result. For people, I guess. But um, yeah, for us, Philly, because Philadelphia have got a big rivalry in New York and Boston. We don't. I, I just want to see. Like, I'm going to the game on Saturday. I just want to see some runs, some home runs. I want. I'm going to mm-hmm. try and watch it as a neutral and as a newcomer and just like, oh, I hope new people, newcomers will enjoy this. Um, I'm really interested to see how they, what they do inside the stadium, like the, the big screens and do the old uh, kiss, of, kiss of fun and kiss cam and, <laughs> uh, and the old hot dogs out of a cannon and the mascot race. And You've got the freeze. He's doing his little and thing. The freeze is there. Yeah, that's the only good yeah. thing about the brave. Jack, you, you're taking there. on the freeze, Jack. God no, no, I wouldn't make it 20, 20 yards. Let alone pop right around the relay. Right we can, we, we, we can oh, yeah. relay against him. You've got <laughs> it. You give me like a five-minute head start. I might be. Okay. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, no, I'll pop that one. <laughs> we'll, we'll, have, we'll have him starting at Tower Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's going to be a very interesting thing. I think it's going to be is is is, is a visual thing is seeing both teams wearing their home kit, which is yeah, true. Yeah. Is going to be an interesting thing because obviously normally you have your away greys, but as I think I read somewhere that they were both the Yankees. Yeah, no, you're right. They are. Uh, they are. And the Red Sox are wearing their home unis as well. So that'll be interesting to see how, what kind of visual effect that has. But it's um, hey, it, it's it's one of them things where you just you just want a good game. Of course, you want to you want to win, and, but you just want an entertaining game, I suppose. And then straight after you got the Mets, so no no, yeah, no jet yeah, lag, please. The Mets, and obviously that'll be um. You don't know what's going to turn up there, do you, really? Yeah. So what is your plan, Jack, for you know, the best weekend you could ever imagine as a sporting fan for you as a Yankees fan? What's uh, what, what, Against London, what, Friday, I suppose? Yeah, Friday, then the workout, we're going to the workout, and then depending how long... Are we all going? Yeah, we certainly are. Yep, 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 yep. We're not quite sure how long that's going to last. Obviously, we don't know what's going to be going on towards the end, so pretty much straight from there to Belushi's. And probably plug, stay good plug. much all night. Obviously, I'm going to watch a few base games at midnight. And then the, the Saturday, I'm in touch with a few fan groups from, from the US. So one of them is called Gate 6 Fam, I think they are called. And they're flying over Saturday morning, not going to the Saturday game. They're going to the Sunday game. Probably meet up with them before. Just, I want to get to the ballpark fairly, not too early, but fairly early, just to experience. I want to walk Take around. it all in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to. Don't want to be rushing around here, there, and everywhere. I want to be take the time, enjoy it, enjoy it for what it is, and then and then back from the game afterwards, back to Belushi's again for for a few more few more um yep. I'll be there, mate. And, and pretty much a Sunday, pretty much repeat Sunday. And it's it's going to be, be nuts. It's actually going to be nuts yeah. the whole weekend. The whole weekend's going to be packed. It it's really gonna... is. I think all of us, we're all going to try and savour it, aren't we? Because it's, it's going yeah. to go, it's going to fly by. Like we're, go... I know we're going up. Me and you, Jack, Friday morning, and we're we're, we're staying in the the hostel in Belushi's. We're practically living at Belushi's yep. this, whole, this whole this weekend. weekend. <laughs> but the, the amount of fan, different fans, we're going to see. Uh, we're all got we've got the big group picture on Saturday Saturday afternoon. Trying Bring to get on. every single. <laughs> Fan, award uh, every single fan trying to get fans <laughs> from every single team, all 30 MLB teams. Not 32, uh, be, no, <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> Try and get fans from all 30 MLB teams, uh, outside the stadium for big group picture. Uh, so that should be fun. Um, it's just, yeah, it's gonna be such. I, I can't wait. I can't. The game, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but. More so the festivities around it, and just the fact that baseball and MLB is going to be the centre point in the UK, and has a real chance of of really taking off. You know, not getting to NFL level straight away, but some foundations, some foundations, and, and hopefully people play plan, in this Dave. country as well. Because Pete, you, you play, don't you, Pete? Well, I, I, I think I might be a strong uh, overstatement. <laughs> oh, don't maybe. do yourself down. I built you up there, <laughs> Pete. Don't do yourself down. I've I've had a few I've had a few uh, training sessions and uh, I've had a few goes in the hitting cages and I tried to spin up a a vlog last year tracking progress when I was, was good. Playing. Yeah, it was good. It was good fun. Um, it was a it was a startup team in Leeds, so they were just you know hey we're looking for players, give it a go. So I didn't know if I'd be you know a batter, a pitcher. I don't know. So I tried it all. It was great fun. Um, and what are you, Pete? Do you know now? Retired. <laughs> so we're not going to see you in the cages on the workout day, no? I'll be in there. I'll be in the cages. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I'm, I'm happy to take on. Hopefully they've got that, like like you have in golf, you know, where it projects how long you've hit it or how far. I think they've got that at London Yards, the one in Truman Brewery. I think they've got it there, definitely. Interesting. They just opened that as an actual place in Southampton. It's called First Base Entertainment and it's all uh, nice. technology. Uh, it's about, I think it's about £10 for an hour. And you hit it, and it is like golf. You can pick whatever ballpark you want, and oh, you wow. can try and get it over the Green Monster in in Boston or Citizens Bank, Marlins Park, wherever. And you you've got a good hour. It's proper proper baseball bats, proper balls. I have a pitching machine. You hit it. it you got look on the screens to see where it goes in the ballpark, and you can do different. But it's just opened up, and it's it's been quite successful so far. So that's more of that around the UK opening up would be great. And there's, like you said, Pete, Leeds is just starting out as a new team. There's a, quite a few new teams starting out. 
Uh, locally to me, the Bournemouth Bears. Big shouts to Bournemouth Bears. Been to a couple of their training sessions. Uh, they're relatively new. Second season, they've hit the ground running. There's a lot of new baseball teams in the UK uh, springing up. And I'm hoping that, and especially youth-wise as well, development youth-wise. When I was playing for Southampton a few years ago, we had some youngsters coming and they were good. Like they were putting me to shame. Well, it's not hard, but they were putting, <laughs> putting me to shame, you know. And um, it, it, it's, it's potentially, it's there. It just needs to, to be looked after well and, and, and be in good hands to grow. And, I, and I, I believe, lads, I believe that the sport on the field and off the field is in, is in good hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, agree with you there, mate. No. Well, that's all, that's all my notes. Any other final thoughts, boys? Yeah, just get down to Belushi's or if you're in Nottingham, get down to Shooters. If you're in Leeds, get down to Editor's Draft. If you're in Glasgow, get down to Drygate. And if you're in Worcester, get down to Annie's Burger oh, Shack. We've got George. the biggest weekend <laughs> of hashtag MLB Meetups UK events ever. So there's no excuse. Make sure you get down and you're going to have a great time. Good man, George. Perfectly plugged. I had all that written down, ready to go, and you've, you've stolen my, stolen my <laughs> limelight there, George. Do it again. <laughs> um, yeah, people listening, uh, follow at MLB UK community and uh, keep up to date with all the events going on. We are just a part of a, a small, uh, like, the, it's a festival of baseball, and we are a small, there's so much going on. But please come down to Belushi's uh, over the weekend if you can check it out. Uh, Pete, where can we find you on Twitter? Yeah, uh, Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Absolutely. They've got your, your own co- uh, podcast as well. You want to do a little plug for your podcast? Yeah, the pod, if you want an alternative from the Phillies, maybe you've uh, decided to follow the Marlins instead. So it's The uh, other side of it. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the podcast is Fish Across the Ponds, but you can get us on Twitter, uh, FATP Podcast. Brilliant. It's a great podcast. And uh, yeah, I heard you call the sweep on us this week. <laughs> uh, I did think of you when you did sweep us, uh, which is why I'm predicting nothing about this weekend. Uh, and in fact, go on, go on, go on, Pete, put your, put your neck on the line this weekend, Marlins, Phillies. I'm going to go for a Marlins win again, not a sweep. Uh, Jack, going out to you, mate. You can find me at my Yankees UK. That's where you can find me. I'll be um, tweeting loads of gifts because I'm not that funny. Well, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And your, your, your podcast? Well, not your oh, podcast, uh, the Yankees UK podcast. Um, the Empire Strikes Back. That's, that's the Yankees podcast. I chip in and help um, make everyone else hate us a little bit more. <laughs> and George, yourself, buddy? On uh, Twitter, it's at AstrosFansUK. Uh, I've also got an Instagram page, which I just started. Don't really know what I'm doing there, but uh, we're get, you know, get, getting the wheels rolling there. I don't think your your listeners are going to be too interested in my UK Astros fan store that I've got online, but in case the Phillies get really oh, bad, then you know, maybe oh. you can just jump ship and join us over there. Oh, you've really outstayed your welcome, George. <laughs> <laughs> Plug in your store. And by the way, the UK Phillies store is on Redbubble as well. Uh, catch all your great UK police merchandise right there guys brilliant looking forward to seeing you all this weekend can't wait Um, that is it next podcast we'll um, we will have a a recap of how it's gone for the Phillies and for the London series Uh, there'll be plenty of content on the UK Phillies Twitter account as well as all the UK Twitter uh, accounts if you want to see and check it out how London's going how London series is going yeah, check out all the UK accounts because there's going to be, it's all going to be active. It's all going to be great fun. Um, guests coming up. I said before, there's some guests coming up. We've got Tom McCarthy coming on and we have Tim Stokel, the guy behind the Phyllis Twitter, Twitter handle. Uh, so some good, great guests coming up. Thank you all for ever is listening, uh, subscribing, rating. It means a lot. And um, ring the bell, guys. And uh, have a good weekend. See, see you this weekend. <laughs>